1: Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
0: Harmer bet on the edge of the box.
1: Oh, it's a straight up screamer.
0: Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Big talk, big opinions, the panel.
1: It's 25 past 10 here on Mornings with Ian Smith. Ricardo Ball in for him this week and joining us on the panel today, uh, James Regan. G'day James, how are you? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. And uh, Aidan McLaughlin as well. G'day, Aidan. G'day, Ricardo. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Uh, now, we're going to talk some boxing, we're going to talk some rugby, some tennis and some NRL, but I thought we should start with the big news from overnight that Thomas Tuchel, the Chelsea manager, has been sacked by Todd Bowley, the new owner, after well, actually was on the 100th day of his ownership. He has sacked the guy that won the Champions League for Chelsea only two seasons ago. Uh, James, were, were you shocked by that decision?
2: <laughs> yeah, shock's probably one word for it. I think it's outrageous to, to sack um to sack Thomas Tuchel like that after obviously what was a disappointing result for them in Europe, but for goodness sake, like maybe the owner wants to put his mark down on the team or maybe he just wants to shake things up, but sacking someone like Thomas Tuchel uh for what he's done and he's he's only, you know, just getting into the season, they spent two hundred and eighty million for players that he wants and then to turn around and sack him like I oh, think <laughs> it's pretty laughable um as a liverpool fan i think it's great as a football fan i think it's it's outrageous and it's and it's pretty, it's just bizarre i can't believe it
1: <laughs> yeah, that is the thing i mean it's uh, aidan he's he's been backed by the owner, to the tune of, yeah, as James mentioned, just over a quarter of a billion pounds this season to bring in players. In fact, one of those, the latest up here, Emmerich Aubameyang, they brought him from Barca um, because Tuchel worked with him at Dortmund, you know, and, and Young was like, you know, it's great. I, I can't wait to start working with him again and get things happening because they haven't had a number nine all season. Well, he's had 60 minutes under Thomas Tuchel and now Tuchel's being sacked.
0: Yeah, I think that's the strangest thing about the whole thing, isn't it, really? I think if Tuchel had been sacked in the summer, um, it would have been more understandable uh, with a new owner. Um, I know that the likes of Peter Cech left the club. Uh, so you could understand if you just wanted to make a fresh start and bring in, the, uh, bring in a new manager. But to let them spend all that money without Peter Cech to help, by the way, so he's, he's taking a lot of the responsibility for who he's going to bring into the club. I think that's the biggest surprise. Yeah, they haven't had the greatest starts of the season, but we're only, what, six games into the Premier League, one game into the Champions League. Players are still betting down. So it just seems really odd timing, doesn't it? If, if, you know, this went on for maybe another month or six weeks, then maybe it's time to to let him go. But, uh, yeah, just too early in the piece for me.
1: It does put on the spotlight i I did laugh you know when we had all the um conjecture around Ian Foster's future uh, this uh, earlier in the rugby season I well, it might still be going on for some, but you know there were there were there were fans of the all blacks and people who were who obviously were backing Foster saying you can't make decisions like this based off this so, I mean you're talking about a guy that had lost six of eight games in charge of the all blacks um but when you're you know, you look overseas, you look at teams that are expected to win, like Chelsea are, These decisions do happen over there like this, and I, I, I do wonder how people like that um, react, James.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think European football, and maybe football in general, is, is completely different to anything else because of the money involved and the turnover of, of coaches in particular, clubs. Chelsea get away with it, and they have got away with it for so long because they can just go out and get the next get the next best manager off the rank, and and, and it's been successful for so them. It probably wouldn't work um, in New Zealand or for the All Blacks or for whoever because there aren't there isn't the depth of talent when it comes to coaching, and and apart from maybe the RFU, no one's got the money to be able to just go out and, and buy um, whatever manager. Or coach they want. Um, you, you definitely see it in the NRL where there's such a high turnover of coaches and coaches getting sacked, but the depth of talent just isn't there. Um, apart from maybe a handful of top-level coaches who are coaching the top teams, everyone else is pretty unproven and, and you know, is always on the edge of probably losing their job. So, um, yeah, European football is a, a completely different piece to anything else we get anywhere else.
1: At what point, Aiden, of this All Black season would uh, Ian Foster have been sacked if Todd Bowley had been running New Zealand rugby?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the Northern Northern Hemisphere tour, probably. With <laughs> Jano, I, <think. laughs> I don't think. I don't think he would have made it to the to the new season. Um, but but in all seriousness, I think probably after the the Irish uh, the second defeat of the Irish in that three match series, I think would have been the time for for him to go uh, under such a, a regime. Um but uh, I mean, as james said it's it's like chalk and cheese, isn't it? You know this is Chelsea, apparently, if they want to get Graham Potter on board uh, there's a sixteen million pound release clause he won 't even blink twice at that He's spent, as you say two hundred and eighty million pounds on players he's got apparently he's got about four billion pounds to spend on the club if he needs to, so it's just it's just a different world isn't it? And the other thing is he doesn't actually care what people think um here in New Zealand, the NZR that are seem to care how they look. Um, rather than maybe make the uh, the the right decision, they actually care about maybe looking a bit silly that they appointed the wrong person in the first place. So, whereas someone like yeah, a Premier League owner just doesn't care about
1: that. No, it, it all feels very Ted Lasso though, doesn't it? Um, I've, I've got to be, I've got to say Chelsea at the moment. Hey, we'll talk more about that and a few other things coming up on the panel. Right now though, it's the latest in news and sport.
0: Big talk, big opinions. The panel.
2: And talk to me,
1: yeah. 27 away from 11. Uh, we're in the midst of the panel with Aidan McLaughlin and James Regan. And James, I know the NRL is very much your backyard, so I've got to ask you, uh, is it free-for-all now in the NRL? Head highs, fist fights, eye gouges, whatever you like. Just take the ban and do it next season and continue to play the finals. Apparently that's what you can do now with Peter Vallandis
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's... Um it's interesting it's kind of the same time of year on the eve of the finals and something comes out um to kind of distress from the on-field stuff doesn't it look but <laughs> every case is different um i was i watched a thing this morning where peter volandi said he's thinking about the fan um and the of fans that will want to obviously see see this guy play he's, he's been outrageous all season and and scored a bucket load of tries but maybe that's does that send the wrong message, um, given that he, you know, was, um, was done for what he did and, and there's clear video of it and um, that they banned him, but it's going to be next season? Um, it's, it's Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, the NRL continued to come up with things just kind of on the spot. Um, and there was a chance to maybe send a bit of a message to other players who, who were in that similar situation where they're out um maybe after a few beers and with, uh, with a few mates and and it might make them think or it might not but um now it's all said and done i, I think just get on with it just let him play um it, it wasn't you know he, he didn't murder anyone um but yeah maybe that's the past the i want to go down now I, I just don't know and that's the thing you just don't know where it's going to go with each individual case because every every outcome seems to be so different.
1: Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, it, I said it earlier at the start of the show, it, it puts the NRL in sort of um, a cowboy outfit type of realm for me. When you've got a guy in uh, Nathan Collins, the state of origin prop for the Roosters, who's been suspended by the NRL for a hip drop, is going to have to serve his time through the final series, will only be available for the grand final if the Roosters make it that far. He wasn't arrested, wasn't charged by police, wasn't found guilty in a court of law. He has to serve the time. Taylor May uh, doesn't for some reason, Aidan. Uh, I can't make head nor tail out of this.
0: Oh, it's an absolute joke, isn't it? It's as simple as that. You know, you, you get a ban, you serve your ban. Um, he's got a fine. He's got to pay that now to the courts. I think he's got some sort of educational requirements, you know, some sort of, I don't know, anger management or something to do like that. He's got to do that straight away. Yet the NRL will say, oh, well, we'll defer the the punishment that we're going to put down on you, and you can play in the finals. Um, Terrible example. It just, you know, people can just defer punishments like that just because the fans are going to miss out. Well, tough tough luck on the fans, to be blunt. And, hey, I mean, it it would be a good lesson for me to learn as well. You've got to accept your punishment now, um, and then you'll think twice about doing things in the future as well. And other people will as well. I just think it's a complete farce, to be honest.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the bloke that... um you know, he assaulted um, and who smacked his head pretty hard on that on that concrete floor was a fan. I don't know if uh, how much of a fan he is with this decision, or I mean, you know, Eels fans. The Eels fans care. I mean, there are 15 other clubs who I'm pretty sure would be quite happy to see him sit out this final series. Um, I, I think uh, they, it might have created a rod for his own back here, um, but I yeah, I, I struggle that. If you're found guilty NRL judiciary, you have to serve a fine. But if you're actually convicted of a crime, um, you're okay. We'll we'll will let you play. Uh, makes very little sense to me. Uh, also, making very little sense is Nick Kyrgios smashing two rackets after the match uh, yesterday. James, um, I, th- I was I was coming to his defence earlier in the week and saying how great it is for the game. He seems to have sorted himself out. Uh, he is great to watch. He's a great player. But uh, yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, I I could almost understand losing the game and smashing the racket you are playing with, but then to go out of your bag and grab another one to have another go at uh, seemed a little excessive.
2: Yeah, yeah, bad day to be a racket when Nick Kyrgios was around. Um, It it was an amazing match, wasn't it? And props to both of those guys for for going the way they did. It was phenomenal to watch. It was kind of never-ending, and you didn't really want it to end. And, And that is what Nick Kyrgios brings to tennis, because as well as the way he played, and the way he dug himself out of some of those holes was the fact that you were always watching him, knowing that something could happen at any time here, and that is box office, and that is exactly what tennis needs, right? Like, And seeing some of the pressure after the game, he was devastated. He knows he can, he can compete with the best now. He got to the Wimbledon final. He got to, to where he did in the US Open, and he was very close to going through, so he knows he can win a major now given that um, the other guys are well on their way out. And he was devastated, which is great to see. And I hope over the next couple of years we get the very best of Nick Kyrgios that he has to offer. And that is both the occasional blow-up and also the best tennis he can play, because, man, that was phenomenal. And when he's on, it's great to watch. He's the best player in the game, apart from maybe Djokovic Nadal, to watch. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, he is box office, he is box office. And Aidan, you know, over in Australia, he gets called an embarrassment to Australian sport, yet those are the same same people who will defend an Australian cricket team who actually got caught and done for cheating. But apparently they're not an embarrassment.
0: (laughs) No, and perhaps they're defending the uh, decision to uh to, to let uh, may play in these couple of games as well so um but it, it is yeah double standards isn't it i mean kyrgios is great to watch um i really enjoy watching him play tennis uh, and it's a shame that so much of the good things about him um have been belittled by the reaction to what happened after the game and that's the real shame for me you know he's he's embarrassed himself after the match okay i don't think he's embarrassed his nation or anything it's an individual sport ultimately um but people are talking about the records, whereas people should be talking about what a great game of tennis it was you know it was a, a, a great quarter final um and that's the real shame for me that it just takes away from what he is really good at and that's he is an extraordinary tourist
1: player. Yeah, I'll tell you what's not extraordinary, and that's the TMO in the rugby last night. I don't know uh, if either of you guys watched this live or just caught up with it uh, popping up on Twitter, but my Twitter feed blew up after Conor Garden Bishop was awarded that try in the corner last night. The referee on field, fair enough, said, Look, I think that's a try, send it upstairs to the TMO. Can you check the sideline? He looked at it three times. Conor Garden Bashup's got his left hand planted on the ground outside the touchline before he even grounds the ball, yet it gets given a try. I mean, James, is somebody that's suffered the bunker throughout the last few seasons of the NRL, oh, the bunker all of a sudden looks like it's uh, squeaky clean.
2: Yeah, looks like a, a well-run oil machine, doesn't it, the bunker compared to what happened last night? That, is, that was outrageous. I mean, I didn't watch it live. I caught up on it this morning, and... Oh, far out. I mean, if, you, if you're a guard and bash it, you must know, surely. I mean, I know it all happens at an incredible pace, but you, you've you got to have some kind of inkling, and he must have been just dancing around after that because that, that was just phenomenal. I mean, I don't know what happened up in the TMO, whether there was a technical fault or whether they just completely missed it, but my word, that is an absolute howler, and it's, yeah, that's one for the... One, for the highlights package, for sure.
1: For the yeah, wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons, indeed. Now, Aidan, I know you're a football fan and VAR has had a terrible week in the Premier League, but I don't even think VAR would have got that wrong. <laughs> I don't think
0: so. I mean, I, I did actually watch it at the time and what was interesting was um, Kane Hames was the co-commentator. And so uh, he was actually... He'd said on the air he was sitting next to the TMO. And the TMO said to him... He missed the left hand, and to quote, he's gutted. So that's what Kane Hames said about it just after the decision was made. So he he looked at it, as you say, a few times, made a mistake, instantly realised after the decision was given that he'd made a terrible mistake. Um, But how do you make that mistake? That's the thing. Surely, you know, you've got a little checklist there that you're going through. You're checking everything. You can't miss it. So, yeah, he's put his his hands up if you pardon the expression and he's admitted fault straight away but too late, too, too little too
1: late I'm afraid. Way too little way too late. I tell you what, savers need to get back on board as the sponsors of the referees in the rugby I think after, after that uh, gentlemen. Uh, and finally um, we've just had news this morning that Sir Money Bill Williams is going to fight Mark Hunt um, in, a, in a boxing fight it, James, is, is Money Bill the, the Southern Hemisphere's Jake Paul? <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, I mean, good on him. Good on both of them for for getting in the ring. Um, and you've got to always kind of step with those boxing bouts. Like, if it attracts fans, it's great for the sport. And if you can get in there, then, then you've got to make hay while the sun shines. I probably (laughs) won't be buying it myself. But, yeah, it's, um, look, the whole boxing scene like that is fascinating at the moment. And with Sonny Bill, um, it's always good when he gets in the ring, and I'll um, I'll give it a watch. But yeah, not sure about, <laughs> not sure how long he can go on.
1: No, no, me neither. Uh, what about you, Aiden? Are you gonna have eyeballs on this or not?
0: Oh, I, like James, I won't be paying for it. Uh, but if Sky decide to put it on free to air, I might, I might give a might give it a go. But Mark Hunter, the age of forty eight, well past his prime. Um, Sonny Bill. Uh, <laughs> who's on TV uh, in front of the cameras more than actually doing anything, any sort of physical activity on the cameras these days, just doesn't interest me, to be honest. I'd rather save a 40 or $50 for Fury v Joshua, if that comes about.
1: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh, definitely following the Jake Paul uh, recipe of getting guys who are well past their best, past their prime fighters who are big names and making yourself look like a hero. Gentlemen, thanks very much for coming on the panel. Really appreciate it. Go well. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, we'll have another panel tomorrow. Up next, we're talking harness racing. We'll have a love racing update and talk to the TAB all before
2: 11. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it